episode of the Mixed Witches podcast. We are finally together for the first time in, what, four months? No, seriously. Yeah, it's been like four months. Yeah, four months. More, maybe a little bit more. Four months and some change. (laughs) Yeah. And we're uh, recording outside of a Starbucks, so you're probably going to hear all the background noise because it's like the easiest place to do this. Maybe it'll be soothing. Yeah, maybe you'll like hear the cars in the background. Be nice. You'll hear somebody yelling at their daughter. I don't know. (laughs) We don't know what's going to come up. We don't know what's going to happen today, but I'm sure you'll hear ambulances. Do it live. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah. If you'll hear anything, you'll hear ambulances, sirens. Seriously. All right. So I go first this time. Okay. And today. Since we're getting closer to Thanksgiving and the holidays, holidays, as in like spend time with your family holidays, I'm gonna talk about a stone <laughs> to help you all. <laughs> Specifically, black tourmaline, also called shoral. Ew. Yeah. <laughs> the word shoral <laughs> is a name of a German village that they used to mine. The stone, that's the word. The stone from. I'm so, sorry. That's the other <laughs> That's the other name why why it's called Shoral. It has a couple other names, but I didn't write those down. Black tourmaline has to deal with the root chakra. The element that it is aligned with is Earth. It's also aligned with Earth, the planet, and no other planets. And the zodiac that it works well with is Capricorn. Obviously, you can be any sign and work with Black Tourmaline, but it's just one of the stones for Capricorn. It has two sacred numbers. I'm still not completely sure what that means, but it has two sacred numbers, which are three and four. And Black Tourmaline is black, but Tourmaline itself can come in multiple colors, which we'll touch on later, but today, black. And it has a hardness of 7 to 8. So, hard boy. And it is one of the stones that's located on every continent. We mostly get tourmaline from Africa. But it's located everywhere. And we know this historically because there are plenty of like folklore and stories of lots of different indigenous cultures using tourmaline. And it's like, oh, well, they must have it there, too. That makes more sense with what you're going to talk about it. Yeah. Since you told me some of it yesterday. Yeah. So, black tourmaline belongs to a complex family of aluminum borosilicates mixed with iron, magnesium, and various other metals to create the black color. And tourmaline is an ancient Sinhalese word, which Sinhalese is what they speak in Sri Lanka. I did not know that. I just Googled it. Wow. <laughs> so, Sinhalese is an ancient Sri Lankan language, and it comes from 
two words. The word termali, which means a mixed color precious stone, or turamali, which is something small from the earth. So, the properties of black tourmaline, creativity, protection, clearing, grounding, purification, cleansing, mastering fear, transmutation of negative energy, emotional understanding, and strength. Basically, if anybody knows tourmaline, if you spend any time reading witchcraft books and what have you, you know it's a really good grounding and protection stone. But that's not all it does. It can be electrically charged. So you can charge it. And in the old days, the Dutch would charge it with rubbing it with their fingertips and then using it on their pipes to get the ash out. So if you charge a piece of tourmaline on the opposite sides, one side will be positive, one side will be negative, and you can use it to collect up dust or pieces of paper or whatever. I tried to test this yesterday with my tourmaline, but I didn't have any dust. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't have anything to charge it with. But that also means that it blocks electromagnetic waves, like the ones caused by cell phones, laptops, TVs, and other small electronics. So it's really good if you use your computer a lot all day, like I do, or your cell phone. It's good to put near the electronics. You don't necessarily have to wear it, but having it near the electronics is good. Or you could just wear it. They say it strengthens your immune system, balances and activates the left and right side of the brain, and detoxifies the body of all impurities. I will preface this and say... The physical health aspects are their opinion. <laughs> Any stone's physical health capabilities are an opinion. Some say they work. Some say they don't work. I'm a little bit in the middle. But, of course, go to your doctor. Don't just use stones. If you feel like something's wrong with you, go to the doctor. Black tourmaline also transmutes energy. Meaning, it takes the energy from something and changes it into different energy. So it can take the negative energy around you and change it into positive energy that you can use. Or it can take the negative energy from you and change that to positive energy. That means that black tourmaline is great for anxiety, excessive anger, and unwanted thoughts. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy, that's it's, a... It says to be protective for those who are in um, situations or places that are uncomfortable and, you know, that they can't get out of. It's very good for claustrophobia, they say, which would make sense. And it was traditionally used to point out a cause of trouble or an offender. There's a story in India that they carved, they were carving a piece of black tourmaline and it turned into Alexander the Great. So they knew that he was the offender. <laughs> That's hilarious to me. Called out by a fucking stone. <laughs> like, literally, that stone said... They asked Damn, the stone, Alexander. who did it? Who's the problem? Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> but it was used to, like... um, What are those things called? Like, when you're looking for water? Dowsing rods? Yeah, it was basically a dowsing rod for trouble. It would, like, point out the trouble. Or the troubling person. 
<laughs> we know where it's pointing right the fuck Yeah, <laughs> if we could just have a whole bunch of black tourmaline, we know exactly where it would go. <laughs> All pointing the same direction. You're seeing how like it's literally I coming like, like little black bullets. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn on the news and we see him running. Oh, <laughs> what, is what is that? No. <laughs> um, I have some goddess suggestions. Goddesses that really get down with some black tourmaline. I don't have any gods. Sorry, sorry. not sorry. Sorry, divine masculine. I only could find I only found goddesses today. But so there's some goddesses that get down with black tourmaline. There is Manat, who is an Arabian goddess of time, destiny, and death. Mm. Could get down with that. <laughs> yeah, I could get down with her. There's Sibylle, which is a Roman earth goddess. Actually the Roman earth goddess. There is Aradia, the Tuscany witch goddess. Bet y'all, y'all spend so much time thinking about every other pagan. You don't, don't forget, everyone has a pagan. Every, every place has like their own indigenous stuff. Yeah, and that's Tuscany's <laughs> witch goddess. It's technically, what pagan means, right? It's just not uh, a common religion. Off topic. I saw a video the other day of Ukrainian pagan stuff. I was like, wow. I was like, wow. I love this. <laughs> Um, there is Hine Nui Tepo, who is a Polynesian goddess of the night. Oh, I talked about her during that death one. Well, she gets down with some black tourmaline. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, keep keep people from getting crushed between her thighs. <laughs> you just put some black tourmaline in there. Oh. <laughs> like, in place. <laughs> she crushes that instead of you. Speaking of which, I do want one of the rose quartz wants oh yeah i want rose quartz everything that's fair (laughs) (laughs) i really want a selenite rod i only have my little heart piece i really want a a wand oh man that the wand that i have is wild (laughs) like every time i pick it up i'm just like (laughs) oh 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 she's like ah (laughs) oh i do i want um labradorite too Oh, that'd be cool. I don't have any of that. And I feel like I should. Grass Valley, um, hopefully it's open. Seriously. And then the last one, who is one of my personal goddesses, is Bast. Who is the Egyptian goddess of cats. We all know who she is. Love I mean, she does more. But we know her for her cats. Everybody and knows her for, for her cats. Everyone knows her, because if you kill a cat, trust she's going to knock at your door. <laughs> like, hello? Why'd you do this? Hello, can I have a, I have a word to, I have words for you. Like, she's just out there, like, looking in your window, like. Well, I wonder if that means, like, they buried cats with black tourmaline. I've never thought about it. I've never, I haven't seen anything. Because I was just doing research on her, and I didn't see anything, but. Hmm. And that's all I have for black tourmaline. Woo! So, it's very good for the holiday season if you have to deal with your family. Yeah, because you will... Because um, you, you will want to transmute that energy. Not only that, you'll be confined. You won't really have anywhere to go. You'll be in a situation you don't want to be in. At the dinner table. Oh, my God. I should be carrying her. I did put my black tourmaline in my pocket yesterday when I went to have dinner with my, my sister and my uh, brother-in-law. You so. did... You were did you did you you were talking about energy yesterday, and I was just like... You need some. 
mean, it was okay for the most part, but then, then it wasn't, <laughs> and then it wasn't. Like there was just like this this beat of time where it wasn't, and I was just sitting there like, I hate this. <laughs> I hate it here. I'm just we just need to get you a lot of pieces. <laughs> Honestly, I've been feeling like, you know, like when you come home, it's like a nice feeling. Not this time. Not this time. Not really. Like, it's nice to lay in my own bed, but I'm not happy <laughs> up here anymore. I feel the same way. So, what's your topic? Okay, I am talking about marriage traditions today. I did this at, like, 6 a.m. I was dreaming about it. Don't remember what. Oh, I've been having the dreaming. most freakish dreams. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but that's for a different time. <laughs> <laughs> that's for another topic. Okay, so I talked about death rites at the end of October, so the end of the witch's year. Spooky so season. now that it's the new year, even though we're like a couple weeks past the new year, now that it's the new year, I'm going to talk about something that has to do with beginnings, which is yes. marriage. That's Yay. a new be beginning between two people. And since we're in the first, still in the first month of the new year, I thought it would be, you know, makes sense to do it now. Right. So I'm going to be talking about marriage traditions around the world. Yay. And uh, marriages are particularly witchy, but the stuff that I found can be. It really can be. I mean, witches got married, right? Of course they did. They had to. <laughs> they had to. Well, they didn't have to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let's rephrase that. <laughs> Let me they rephrase. didn't have to. But they did. I um, want to. Yeah, so marriages aren't particularly witchy, but you can find something magical about all of them. Mm -hmm. So I like weddings. You don't have to like weddings. I particularly like weddings. Uh, but that's just me. Well, you know what I don't get down with? I don't feel the need to be, like, cynical about weddings. Like, if you yeah. don't want to get married, don't get married. But don't rain on everybody else's parade. Yeah, I Because don't I want to have a wedding. Like, I want to get married and have a wedding. And I, like, I was never one of those girls that was, like, obsessed with it. But I always knew, like, oh, I want to have a wedding. And, like, I want to have my family there. Yeah. So I can respect, like, maybe you're just like, yeah, it's just one day. And, like, why buy a really expensive dress? And why do this? And why do that in the third? But, like, don't, like, bash on other people just because you don't want to. Because you don't have to. Go to a courthouse. Honestly. That's what my parents did. That's what my parents did. I understand for my parents it had to do with could that truck like car shut the fuck up? Nope. <laughs> shut up. Um I know that it was like a money thing for my family. Oh. It was a time thing for my parents. Because mm. my dad was really like the plane to Japan was leaving. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> the plane to Japan was leaving and my mom was like, We need to get married. We need to get married. So but yeah, my parents did too. Yeah. My parents got married two times. So they got married once over here and once in Korea. So, But my cousin just had a wedding. I saw it on Instagram. A small little outside thing it looked like. Just like death, uh, marriage is celebrated in many different ways. It's not quite as universal as death is because not everybody has to get married. <laughs> yeah. But in the sense that, yeah, I said that, in the sense that not everybody has to get married. Um, but every culture has some way, shape, or form that they celebrate getting married. So, coming from Insider.com and EmilyPost.com, the first culture that we're talking about today is India and Hinduism. 
Oh my God, my favorite kinds of weddings. So in a Hindu wedding, the three values of happiness, harmony, and growth are emphasized. Marriage is celebrated as a sacrament or a sen sanskara. Oh my God. Sanskara, uh, which is a rite of passage. In the Indian culture, it is a ritual which enables two individuals to start their journey together as one. An engagement party serves as a time to bless the couple and give them gifts of jewelry and clothing. This is known as mangi. Manji? What does the G stand for? <laughs> Whichever. I'm going to say mangi. That makes sense. Um, so the day before the wedding, the bride and her party will get together for a mendi party, which is for uh, henna. Yes. So... Instead uh, of wearing jewelry, yeah. if any of my Indian friends get married, I'm going to have to roll up. I better be invited. <laughs> no, they're just the best. I really would like to uh, visit one. But, um, like, I was one of the only people. I feel like all of my friends and my friend group, like, got to, like, go to, like, parties and stuff. I was, like, I feel like I was the only person who never got invited to one. I feel. Bitter. Yeah. Well, I didn't have that many. Well, yeah, I didn't have that many Indian ones to where I was, like, getting invited everywhere. But I'm just, like, it felt like everybody went but me. Okay, so instead of wearing jewelry, henna is used to endure, uh, endure? <laughs> adorn the bride's arms, hands, legs, and feet with intricate designs. If you've never seen henna, look it up. It's really cool. It's really pretty. There's a, I saw a lady who does henna in San Diego, so you might actually have, like, someone who does it. Yeah, there's there's usually at least, like, one person who does. Yeah. So, but yeah. Because you can go get it, and I recommend that you do. Yeah, it's really pretty. It's, yeah. It's super cool. And it smells good. Oh, yeah. I use henna dye for my hair when I can, so, yeah, it's I cool. used to love getting henna because it just smells like, just, yeah, you just, like, it kind of <laughs> smells grassy, which I yeah. like. They, I realize, like, all the mixtures smell different. I had one friend who smelled really minty. Mm. Yeah, it was like, it, yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was so good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so instead of wearing jewelry, henna is used to adorn the bride's arms, hands, legs, and feet with intricate designs. It lasts about two weeks and is believed that the darker the color, the stronger the love between the bride and the groom. It is also used for a medicinal purpose to calm and help the bride while she's dealing with the stress of the wedding. So it has a purpose. It's not just there for yeah, looks. that's why it smells medicinal. I mean, it is kind of there for looks, but it's not just there for looks. It's multi-purpose. Multi-purpose. I love that word. For no particular <laughs> reason. <laughs> All right, so I'm not going to go through the whole wedding because there's quite a lot. That's they different. do it for like seven damn days. Yeah, I saw that, like, no, I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> if you need, if you want to know more, look it up. They get down. They do. They do. Yeah, so I'm not going to go into the whole thing, but I will talk about a few fascinating aspects that I found. Uh, since I've only experienced your typical American wedding, which is, like, going to the church, having the priest, so on and so forth. I say typical because that's usually what you see on TV and so on. If and it is typical yeah um so the first one is oh that's a word grahashanti uh this is where the nine planets are invoked and blessings are received from each 
And then we have pasta milap. <laughs> pasta milap, uh, which is similar to hand fasting, where the bride and the groom's right hands are wrapped tightly with cotton thread. Multiple layers symbolize a strong marriage and unbreakable bond. Yes. I got something for you. Okay. Because I didn't say it at the time. <laughs> but now that you're talking about an Indian wedding, they had a, a, a gay Indian wedding on the news. It was two men who got married and they had like a traditional wedding or at least wow. as traditional as they could in yeah. the pandemic. Wow. And they were, their relationship was long distance and they met long distance. Like he, one of them was from the East Coast and one of them was from our hometown area. And they talked and they were like doing all that in the third. And then they finally got together and got married. And I was, and they, I could use saying that because I, they showed the hand fasting on the TV and I was just like, I was like, I love this. Yeah, I love everything about this. And they both had henna. I was like, Aww. I love it. <laughs> I was like, yes. I love it. I love this. You're welcome. <laughs> now I just want henna. Oh, where's that lady here? Let's go get some henna. No, honestly. Um, anyways, okay. So, family members make offerings in front of a holy fire. Not in front of, into the holy fire. <laughs> the offerings go into the holy fire. <laughs> <laughs> the image that just popped up in my head. Uh, okay. Um, and the bride and groom walk around the fire four times while speaking their vows. So that's what I have about Hindu weddings. Next, we have Latin America, which is super broad, but it was the only thing that I found. Mm, so, like I, like I just said, it's incredibly broad, but the uh, article that I was reading specified that specified the fact that each country has its own traditions that it also goes along with. Either way, these are some of the usual ones that are used with a heavy Catholic influence. Mm. So before the ceremony gets underway, a large rosary is draped around the necks of the bride and the groom that they wear throughout the entire ceremony to affirm their unity and commitment. The bride receives 13 gold coins from the groom, symbolizing Christ and his 12 apostles. And then a money dance is common throughout most of the countries, and this is where guests pay to dance with the bride, which, ooh, that's on the next page. <laughs> pay to dance with the bride, which is meant to help pay for the wedding and the honeymoon. So it has wow. a purpose. You're not just paying to dance with the bride like she's a whore or something. <laughs> she's a it, dance prostitute. Oh, my God. You're paying to dance with her for a reason. In Cuba, it's every man uh, who dances with the bride pays to dance with the bride and is required to pin the money to her dress, which I don't know I'd be Ooh, down you, with. But <laughs> Wait, but I just thought, like... Depending on, like, the color of their money, like, if you got, like, a color that, like, went with the money, like, or kind of, like, I think that could look kind of cool. <laughs> or, like, if people, like, did it in their head and they, like, if they had different colored bills, they set it up yeah. to where each color was, was in a row. That's yeah, or I was just thinking how our money is green. It's, like, you could do, like, a color that goes with green to where oh, it would just yeah. look kind of cool. What happened to this? What happened to this tradition? This is a good tradition. Because, I'm gonna do this. Like, I'm not Hispanic, but they're already paying for all your booze and your food, so why not pay them back a little bit? Come on now. <laughs> I like how every other country pays. 
Like the gifts literally, pay. Literally every other country does. Like there's gifts of money, something. I mean, we give gifts, but usually it's like useless. housewarming gifts or yeah. like, oh, here's some ice lingerie. I just and want it's money. like, I could buy that myself, thanks. I know they get you like a blender. You're it's like, like, bro, I don't want a blender. Bro, do you know how much this. D- did you give me a gift receipt? Because I might have to return it to pay for this wedding that I'm giving you. <laughs> Sorry, that sounds cynical. It's not. Okay, so in Peru, going away from dancing, uh, little prizes are tied to ribbons and placed in the wedding cake. Uh, much like catching the bouquet in an American wedding, it is believed that whoever, uh, whichever single lady receives the ribbon with a fake ring at the end of it, she will be the next to get married. Oh, wow. I love sort of like, it feels very witchy to do stuff like that, like catching the bouquet and whoever catches it is going to get married. It seems very like fortune telly, like tarot cardy, kind of like saying like, (laughs) yeah, you're next. I was just thinking like, I would love to have a tarot reader at my wedding, like in a back tent doing a... I will be the tarot reader at my wedding. (laughs) I will be the one... (laughs) Providing everybody's tarot. Providing the uh, entertainment in tarot, in form of tarot. Yes. They're like, where'd the bride go? And you're in the back setting up a table. (laughs) All right, guys, time to pay for that wedding. (laughs) You're just shuffling and death pops out and you're just like, is that for me or is that for for you? (laughs) Who's it for? Granny's in the back like, (laughs) and you're like, grandma. (laughs) Nana. I don't think this is for you, Nana. <laughs> Nana. You just discreetly slip it back. You're like, this isn't for nobody. That popped out by accident. It's fine. It's for everybody. No. <laughs> everybody, like, gets that card and they're freaking out. And you're like, it's literally not what you think. You need to chill. I feel like, but what if that one time it does mean death? What if there's one time where you say it doesn't, but then it did? Thanks, asshole. All right. So the next one I'm talking about is Muslim and Islamic traditions. So these traditions can also vary depending on culture, sect, and observation of gender roles. But these are a few things you might So like Hindu, the bride and her closest female friends and family gather for a henna party to adorn the bride. Henna is not only meant to adorn, but also to protect the bride in this sense. Oh. I have never seen a Muslim wedding. Neither have I. I literally just realized. I think I've seen every kind of wedding, like, by happenstance, because I've never actually been to a wedding, but I think I've seen most types except for a Muslim wedding. I think there might be a reason. I've seen the brides, though. I think I've seen, like, the like their dresses and, or what they wear and what have you. I think there might be a reason, and it might tie into what I'm about to talk about. Cool. Um, so, during the ceremony, men and women remain separate. No specific officiant is used. So, unlike where there's a priest for um, Christian, Catholic weddings, or uh, I can't remember what the one for the rabbi, for Jewish, yeah. they don't have anybody of specific uh, intent for that. Oh. So, it can just be any Muslim who understands Islamic traditions may perform the ceremony. A maher is a contract and is signed and read at the ceremony. It has two parts, stating the amount of money the, br- the groom gives the wife, the wife, the bride, 
prior to the marriage and the amount even uh, given throughout the bride's life, which she can use as she chooses. Uh, it is considered her security blanket. Okay, so I'm going to say this as a pair of feminists. I'm actually not mad about all of these people having to pay the bride. I know from like one point of view it can be seen like she's an object because you're paying for her. As like you pay for like a car. Because <laughs> like you're buying her. But on the other hand, it's like, no, give me money. <laughs> I want money. Well, like the way that I saw it is it's kind of like... Um, it's more, this sense felt more like honoring her because it's not like you're paying the the father of her where yeah. you used to see that a lot. You're not paying the dad or um, whoever owned her. You're paying the bride and she gets to use that to her disposal, whatever she wants to do. Yeah, like, I don't have, like... My thoughts are scattered. I don't have an eloquent way to put it, but I'm just <laughs> thinking it's very interesting the way that you paid the bride and like yeah. why. Because I can, I'm playing devil's advocate, I can see how some people may feel some type of way, but like on the other side, I'm just like that's really interesting mm -hmm. that we just have this thing of paying the bride and not paying the groom. Yeah, but you're not paying the groom. Because fuck him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I bet nobody ever say that about my groom. I'll punch them. Yeah, it'd be thrown throw down. down. <laughs> Talk shit about my groom. We'll see how that goes for you. I will have your life. Oh my god. It will be confiscated. I can imagine what my parents are going to say about oh my groom my. or my bride, and I will... I'm already mentally ready. Like, I'm already <laughs> mentally prepared about the tomfoolery that's going to be bestowed upon my groom. Honestly. I can feel it in my soul. Bestowed upon yours, bestowed upon mine. We're just Especially because of the people we've been dreaming about. It's like, if you really think that person, like, walked out right now, it's like, I already know everything my parents are about to say to you. Mm. Yeah. And my family members. Especially if they're outspoken, unlike, you know, me, because... I Fair. have to live with my parents. Oh. <laughs> oh, especially thinking of that one person that my soulmate might be. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> you already know it's going to go. <laughs> like, me and my mom go throw down. Mm. I don't know who going to make it out. Me and him about to throw down. Let's be well, <laughs> I've said it. I don't. I actually think you two will get along. I think it's going to be surprising. I don't think you two would. Well, I mean, I, you could hate each other, but I kind of don't feel like you would. But oh my god, I don't know if he and my mom would make it out of a room. He better hope to God that we get along. Fair. I'm the best friend. Fair. <laughs> you were here first. But I mean, he got along with my dad. He's not. He's not that bad. Okay. He just has some issues. And I don't he wasn't, know. He wasn't racist. Okay, that's all I can ask. <laughs> I don't. He wasn't racist, and he wasn't against. The, he wasn't against the gays. So I mean, he just had no filter. But he had a good heart. <laughs> he had good intentions. Like he wasn't an actual piece of shit. But my mom and his mom are very similar. So I just I don't know if like Ooh. if he and my mom ever got into a scuffle, they're both not making it out. I just have to find someone new. I just have You're to be like, like universe. I'm sorry. You're like, I know you put all of this effort, effort into this into, one, into this, but um, yeah. All right, back anyway. Back to what back, back to what we were talking about. Yes, so the bride, uh, the bride, the groom reads the maher and has all of the money, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Already talked about that. And then the groom and the bride may share a piece of sweet fruit after the nikah. 
which is the ceremony to sign the contract. So their uh, weddings seem pretty, like, calm, per se. They're, they're, they're more like chill. a formality, I would think, it feels like to me. I don't, I've never seen one, so I can't speak on them. But yeah. that, that's just from reading them is how it makes me feel. It doesn't seem like merit to be like a get down. Yeah. There's no, we ain't partying it up. Yeah, there's some like music depending on the uh, the tradition beforehand when the bride's going to her uh, cleansing bath. But that's about it. It's not like a big whole. I mean, hullabaloo. Muslims don't drink alcohol, so that probably has a lot to do with it. Mm. They don't drink, so. Yeah, nobody can get, you know, nobody can get hammered <laughs> at their <laughs> at their wedding. All right, so the next uh, is going to be Norway and a couple of these next ones are just going to be short little tidbits of something that happens at the wedding, not particularly about the wedding and the marriage itself. So in Norway, they have a Okay, I I <laughs> wrote cake with an L here for some reason. I think I was, like, writing bake or something. Okay, so in Norway, they have a cake called a crusset cake, which is iced almond cake rings stacked on top of each other to create a cone. In the hollow center, gifts such as a bottle of champagne or wine can be found. So there's a reason they're hollow. Uh, traditionally, the bride and groom pick up the top ring together, and however many layers stick to the bottom is how many kids they'll have that's that's what's believed Aww. so oh but looking at the cake it doesn't even seem like you'd be able to pick up another uh another donut on the bottom of it oh but that just the way that they're iced because they have little swirly little swirly do's yeah they're not like anyway <laughs> <laughs> in germany uh, the newlyweds saw a log in half while still dressed in their wedding attire to symbolize how they'll work together as they face ob obstacles in their marriage. I feel like I've seen that before. I think it's cute. Granted, I don't know if I'd actually want to saw a log in my wedding dress. Bro, but <laughs> my husband would have to do all of that because I am small. <laughs> and I'm not making any progress in the log. <laughs> yeah, they give you a, a handsaw, and each one holds one side, and you... Yeah. Well, he would be doing all the work. I am not strong. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so newlyweds in the Philippines release a pair of doves to symbolize a harmonious life and a peaceful show of love ahead. In Fiji, though mostly practiced in the rural areas... Uh, when a groom asks for the bride's hand from her father, he and his family will present the father with a, a tab ooh, I wrote down the, how to say it, tambua, a sperm whale's tooth. Uh, the, the tambua is associated with good luck and supernatural powers. I want, I want my gift to be supernatural powers. I did not, I could not find why they used a whale tooth, but... Yeah, they, do. they use a sperm whale's tooth, which are harder and harder to find nowadays because of uh, the sanctions against um, poaching sperm Fair whales, enough. which makes sense. So now the, te the teeth kind of just get passed around the island, <laughs> and I think they said there's only like a hundred on the island anymore or something. All right. Interesting. So, Romania. 
in Romania, it's not a bad thing if the wife is nowhere to, or if the bride is nowhere to be found. Traditionally, the bride will be kidnapped by friends and family before the wedding. The groom will have to get her back by paying a ransom of a round of drinks for the family or displays of love slash romantic gestures. So they they said, you ain't get her in dress yet. You got to show us you love her. They literally just put her in a sack. Oh, my God. Just take her away. She's like, oh, man, not again. Could you imagine if, like, they didn't tell you when they were going to do it? You're literally just going about your business. You're I, like, I know they're going to do it, but I don't know when. So you're just going about your day. Like, you're getting your mani-pedi. You're getting your hair done or something. And suddenly just a sack. Like, you're under the dryer. Head. and it's just... Oh, my God. <laughs> I'd murder my family members. I'd literally... Oh. I'd, like... Let them take me, and then when they took the sack off, I'd hit somebody. Spite them. <laughs> right in the dick. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, in Japan, a tradition known as Sansan Kudo, the bride and the groom take three sips from each, each from three flat sake cups. After them, the parents will do the same, and this bonds the families together. Oh, okay, so the next couple are coming from... Uh, Venue. <laughs> VenueReport.com. Um, so in South Africa, this doesn't have any country specified either like the Latin America one does. Didn't. The parents of the bride and groom bring fire from their own fireplaces to the newlyweds' home. There, the bride and groom ignite the hearth of their, their new home with the ones from their childhood homes. So that's just kind of cute. Yeah. Cutesy fire making. This is not practiced anymore. I read the comments on the page, and I'm glad I did. In Spain, back in, like, the 19th century, I think they said, the bride, which we normally see as wearing white, wears black down the aisle to symbolize till death do us part. Interesting. Oh. Spain, we gotta talk. (laughs) Get him on the phone. Oh, fun fact. In India, they wear red. Yeah. They don't wear white. They don't wear white. In China too. Yeah. Usually the bride wears red. Yeah. I think it was like to symbolize courage, strength, and something else. But yeah. Red. Red for red. weddings. You know what? I might. Maybe. We'll see. I might wear red. I've always seen myself wearing white though, so. I mean, I'll probably. Well, I kind of want to wear like a blushy white. Oh, like I always want to wear cute. like a pinky like white. Like a champagne color. Yeah. Oh no, champagne's like a brown or yeah, white. Yeah, it's like a brown. But. A a rose color. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But I also want like a winter themed wedding, so I don't. I don't mm. know. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Oh, we'll have multiple dresses. I won't give a shit. Don't tell me what to right? do with my wedding. I'm gonna have a reception dress. I'm gonna have a Oh, I'm literally gonna go dress. I'm gonna go off. I'm probably gonna be one of those people who doesn't get married for a long time. And everyone's gonna be like, You've been engaged for like seven years. How come you're not married? And it's like because I wanna go off for my wedding. I gotta save the money. It costs things. It literally costs like, all the coins and I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Okay. So next for Wales, um I'm not sure how many people still practice this. Because I'm sure there are very few people who actually can carve. <laughs> it was tradition for men to carve wooden spoons, known as love spoons, with intricate designs and symbols. These were presented as gifts of serious romantic intent, which I would uh, hope yeah. so because you're fucking he carving carved. a whole spoon. Spoons. Multiples. It's a, 
There was an S at the end of that spoon. Spoons. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yo. And then I had to add this in because I completely forgot. I was like, don't forget the Wiccans. Don't forget the Wiccans, Celtics, Pagans, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Don't forget them. I forgot them, so I had to <laughs> add it in. <laughs> but, like, you didn't forget them. But I didn't, eventually. Like, I was halfway through my other notes. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> So, during uh, ceremonies, respect is paid to the four elements. Family and friends stand in a circle around the bride and groom who kneel at an altar where the four elements are represented. And the officiant slash celebrant... Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) And the officiant slash celebrant will bless the circle and invoke the goddess... Hand fasting is often performed where the hands of the bride and groom are bound together with naturally woven cloth, thread, or fiber. Um, I've seen in quite a lot of places that cord is used to bind the hands, but I'm just assuming you can use anything that can get tied into a knot. For sure. So the bind is slipped off with the knot intact before the giving of the rings to Mm. signify that they are bound together forever. 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 <laughs> Alright, uh, a friend Do you ever s- think- wait, hold on. Do you ever think that's why, like, when they do, like, soulmate and twin flame stuff, like, when they say you have, like, soul contracts and you've done many lifetimes, do you think, like, part of that is getting married every lifetime? So you literally meant forever? Like, do you think some people got married and that's sort of, like, why, what started, like, the whole multiple lifetimes thing? Like, if they looked back on their past lives, it was like, we got married here. That's what you did. No! I'm stuck with you because we got married and you said forever. I'm stuck with you, fucker. (laughs) No, I, like, I don't know my twin flame yet, but I'm sure they're fine. That's a whole nother, I wanted to do a whole episode about twin flames because I'm, I just eye rolled, but I'm feeling a little (laughs) wishy-washy about the topic. Yeah. Not the belief of it, but the discussion. Yeah, it's kind of like how, um, for me, it's kind of like how uh, Wicca has gotten sensationalized and being a witch. Yeah, it's trendy right now. Yeah. It's like every time I turn, people are talking about twin flames, but then, like, the more research I do, the more people talk about, like, y'all forgot that this is shit, this shit's rare. Y'all talk about it like it's not rare. Most of you do not have a twin flame. In fact, I'm kind of sitting here being like, I actually don't, I'm kind of sitting here being like, Maybe I don't. Right, like, and I'm not saying that's, like, a bad thing. It's just, it's rare. Most people won't. Yeah. Or don't. You'll have soulmates, that's for sure. Well, that's for sure. But twin flames, maybe not. Also, there's a lot of, like, up in the air about, like, whether or not you're even supposed to be with your twin flame. Some people say it's, like, your relationship's difficult and dramatic, and some people are like, um, no, it's not supposed to be difficult. You're supposed to learn lessons, but it's your twin flame and it's not supposed to be difficult. And I'm just sitting here like, so what is the truth? <laughs> I have questions. I know that, like, I've seen a lot where it's difficult at the beginning because if you come together before you're, like, spiritually developed, then it's definitely going to be difficult. Yeah. That's kind of with any relationship, though. I know. That's just but, relationships. Yeah, that's just relationships. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I've seen that, like, at the beginning when we were first learning about it and I was doing research, I saw, like, that. And then, like, sometimes I see, like, you're not supposed to end up with your twin flame or, like, it's supposed to be, like, some people say it's, like, supposed to be, like, painful the relationship is like a painful relationship and other people are like um no no bro i don't think that's how that's supposed to work yeah i don't think <laughs> so either hmm well you cannot forget that like spirituality is still practiced by humans and 
just because people are doing spiritual stuff, people will also still find excuses for their bad behavior. Yeah. All so the it's time. really easy to say, oh, it's supposed to be painful, like because you didn't end up with your twin flame, whereas that might not be true. But like, Who's that's a whole different topic. Like, yeah. <sighs> Uh, but I was just wondering, I was like, I wonder why, like, till death do us part, and, you know, forever, it's like, hmm, you motherfucker, you said it. You said forever, and the universe said bet. <laughs> bet, fam. See you next lifetime. <laughs> they took notes, they were like, forever. Okay, yeah, you heard that, right? Yep. Yep. Right. Yeah. Underline it. <laughs> These two. <laughs> Circle them. Oh, multiple God. times. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, back on the topic. Um... A friend will sweep away bad luck and impurities that the bride and groom will... <laughs> it's like your brain just stopped working. Your brain just went... <laughs> no, I want you to look at this and tell me what's missing. Good. Yeah. <laughs> what it's like when you read it, your brain went, wait... <laughs> Okay. Whew. So, a friend will sweep away bad luck and impurities with a straw broom that the bride and groom will later jump over. And I've seen that the broom is sometimes hung above the front door to, like, bring in good luck and bring in love and all that good jazz um, in the newlyweds' home after the ceremony. So, which makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. What is it up with, like, Wiccans and brooms? I don't know. Why do y'all love brooms so much? Well, anyways, that's what I have. Yay! Marriage. Yeah. Uh, marriage makes me soft. Yeah, it really it makes does. me want to do my Pinterest board. Like, t -t 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 -t. pin, 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 pin. <laughs> you know, I brought up to my dad about the jumping the broom after I talked to you about it. I was like, how do you think grandma would feel if I married somebody who was not black and I wanted to jump the broom? My dad was like, I don't think she'd give a shit. He's like, oh, I'm I just make. I'm hey. I think she'd just be happy you were getting married. No, I. No, literally, my dad was like, I know what he's getting married. I think she would just be content with going to a wedding. I was like, well, you know what? I can do that for grandma. I can do that for grandma. My grandma is in her 70s. We got to, like, do this quick. <laughs> I'm literally going to get my soulmate and be like, okay, well, we're on a time crunch because grandma ain't getting no younger. <laughs> I love her, but she has diabetes. <sighs> grandma, you got to make it to my wedding, grandma. Me, just next time I see her, grandma, you have to make it to grandma. grandma. please. You got to make it. Grandma. That's okay. She's not That's sick. Okay. She just has diabetes. Uh, she, no. she ain't going nowhere. No time soon. If she um keeps up as on As long her. as she stays in the house during the pandemic, Grandma. Honestly. Anyway, what piece of media do you have for us? We're, we're going to start this up again because I've been like biting at the bit to talk about not the piece I'm going to talk about today, oh. but a piece. So a we're piece. Yeah. Instead yes. of doing like media episodes we're gonna talk about media at the end so give me a second i'm waiting i'm here i'm not going nowhere oh you know what oh you know what let's okay. get out of the way let's get out of the way you know what i want to recommend to y'all because we could say a lot of things and we're gonna say some traditional stuff especially because i kind of want to like recommend media but like rewatch it beforehand mm. so and honestly do episodes based on some of these media so we can like discuss the medias yeah that'd still be good so but let me start here because i feel like this is not traditional and it needs to be talked about in in the in the um sense of witchcraft but it's not witchcraft 
Full Metal Alchemist. Oh. Because alchemy, bro. I love, I love. Alchemy does fit into this category of alternative things. But really, honestly, nobody ever fucking talks about alchemy. And the deeper I've gotten into this, the more I've seen it, like, pop up everywhere. And it's really just making me want to dive deep into alchemy. Besides the fact that I've watched Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. But if I'm you're like, gonna watch one, watch Brotherhood. By bro, the way, watch Brotherhood. Oh the, my God. The original, <laughs> the original is good, but Brotherhood is the way to go because it follows the manga to a T. Yeah. Anyway, well, read the manga. Read that too. Yeah. Alchem- but, alchemy is its own kind of magic. Like, yeah, like, but I feel yeah, it's like it never gets talked about. It's just amazing to me. Yeah. Anyway, because it's like, I feel like in modern pop culture, we we throw words around. Or and sometimes we may, may we make up new words, mm. but like they're witches and like sorcerers are like different things and like alchemists are specific. Like some of them are actually like specific things. Like they mean something specific and those people study specific things. So I actually find it interesting about alchemy and like philosopher stones and stuff. Because if you remember for our Halloween episodes, I recommended uh, as above so below, which yes. also has to do with shit like that. It does. Which, alchemy and all that. And I'm just like, bro, am I going to become, like, I'm just going to be an alchemist. I'm, like, waiting for all these cars to pass, and they won't. No. (sighs) Starbucks is like, you gonna wait. You gonna wait. So, Full Metal Alchemist, please go watch that. I, because I don't know anything about alchemy, I won't say what is accurate and what is not accurate but i will say they do a very respectable job of making it feel accurate yeah or making it feel real like it doesn't feel like fantasy that you know is bullshit or tomfoolery or somebody's making it up there's a certain like realism to it yeah that i really respect also it's very like olden it's very period piece yeah that's true. like i love the society i just love it the characters it, it. It is, it is, man. And a wearing this thing is everything to me. Oh my god. He's literally Hawk everything eye. to me. Oh, I love her too. my bitch. She's everyone's bitch. She's boss But we would, bitch. no, we would be her bitch. Yeah. But she is that bitch. She is that bitch. 100%. She's not even an alchemist. Not, I just love her. But literally, spoiler, but not spoiler, but every time Boy Mustang's just, just, just keep, just, just, and then, and then the fire. And I'm just like, uh, I was like, I'm, I have feelings for fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> so what's yours? What do you have? Mine? Okay. So, mine is a book. Yeah. And it is, which this one came out like a while ago, but I was just on the fence about actually listening to it or reading it because I listen to the audiobooks most of the time. So, this one is These Witches Don't Burn by Elizabeth. Isabel Sterling. Sterling? Sterling. Oh, Isabel Sterling. Not Elizabeth. Isabel Sterling. And it's, um, they, like, I like it in the sense that it incorporates fictional things into real things. So it's magical realism, if you don't know the term. It's magical realism. And so you get... Uh, aspects from like stuff that you would normally do as a Wiccan, as a pagan, like they have altars, they uh, use candle magic, so on and so forth. Um, scrying is mentioned in it. And there's three different types of witches, which we know there's a whole lot more, 
But mm-hmm. in the book, there's three different types As of witches. As you have talked about. Yeah. Uh, there's elementals, there's blood witches, and then there's casters. So oh, casters you know is like the typical Wiccan. Blood magic. I really love that, even though I'm not going to do it. Yeah, like there's something about it. We'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. And like blood witches are the ones that are kind of um, ostracized from the whole culture because you're using something that they see as taboo. And then elementals obviously work with the elements. It, it's just a good book. It's lesbian. If you if you really want something, if you need it's another kind of a round reason, of applause. if you need another reason to watch to listen to it, it's lesbian. You don't see a lot of lesbian anything, so support Honestly. them. <laughs> We love a good LGBTQ plus fiction. Yeah, and it's like, it's not, it's not like a, how do I explain this? It's not like a creepy read if you're a dude. They don't. I see. I understand. The, yeah, they don't make it specifically about the romance, mm. which happens when you're doing um, LGBT fiction sometimes, yeah. at least with what I've read so far. Like that read becomes, a lot. Yeah, that beca- that ends up becoming, like, the center point of it, and people get uncomfortable with that, but it's really just a way of life for her, which makes sense, because she just is a lesbian, she likes women, and she is a witch. So it just, it's an easy incorporation instead of feeling forced, because somebody's like, oh shit, I didn't add any LGBT plus representation, here, have a lesbian. <laughs> Here's a lesbian. <laughs> So it's a nice it's a nice listen. It gets kind of slow in some parts, but it still picks up and there's some good twists towards the end of the book that I enjoyed. So that's my media spot for you. Yeah, I really want to start doing that, especially for like the new year since this is our we're starting off like having doing like basics like signs and what have you. I'm really honestly excited to like get past a lot of that stuff like holidays and stuff and already do them so we can get into stuff like this yeah and really like dive deep so especially because like how many times have we watched like full metal alchemist a million a million times so many i just love pop culture magic i do and literally like we just eat that stuff up every time there's magic involved we're watching it yeah. Or reading it. Yeah. Some of it's not good. Or playing it. No, some of it's trash. <laughs> some, but there, there's a lot that is good. Most of mine are going to be both LGBT plus and witchcraft. So, you know, this is not magic, but I had to explain. I didn't have to, but I was explaining, like, Sense8 and, like, Jupiter Ascending and stuff to my dad the other day. Oh. Which I don't... Oh, I was talking about V for Vendetta. The movie. Yeah. Not the comic. Yeah. But, and then, so I just found out, I was just in that hole. My dad was like, oh, wow. He was just like, oh. I was like, yeah, you didn't ask for all this information, but I'm providing it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna dump it on you here real As quick. As I do. My dad's literally tired of hearing me talk. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, tell them where they can find us. So y'all can find us on Instagram, at Mixed Witches Podcast. On Twitter at MixWitchesPod, and you can shoot us an email, MixWitchesPodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Society6 account, which is also at MixWitchesPodcast. Yay. Okay. I was like, why do I feel like I'm missing one? No, that was it. No. no. That's all we have for you guys today, and um, hope you guys enjoyed it. 
see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Getting faded, did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. Got nothing better to do Cause you're sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then Feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, damn